this and every episode of the Old School Red Hill Podcast brought to you by People State Bank, Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport, the Andrews Insurance Agency, and Tyler Griffin's Pizza House. Let's go white. Welcome to another episode of the Old School Red Hill Podcast. We appreciate you listening very much. Got a great show tonight. Got the whole gang back together. Mr. David King. How's it going, guys? Good to be back. Mr. Gary Emmon. Good evening, guys. And the man of the uh, of the week in the podcasting world, as Waco Radio broadcasts around the world, streaming and everywhere <laughs> on Talking Sports. We'd put out the bonus episode with Bill and Steve, Mr. Chip Jamerson. That I mean. You know I'm a longtime Waco fan. I've won some. I've won the Mystery Voice. I've won the Birthday Cake. You won the Birthday won, Cake two or three times. Uh, twice. Yeah, I, I don't think I. Ever, I don't think I ever did win it. And I had a lot of great competition. Jody Chancellor, Jimmy Worth. I mean, there's a lot of competition. Well, you weren't facing Bobby York like I was. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, to go on Waco and get to talk to those guys and what's their equivalent on the coach's corner now. That was just a blast. I only my only regret is I wish we had more time. There's more I wanted to talk about, but that's the thing why podcasting is I mean, podcasting there is no time limit. You can get to as much as you want to, but uh, Yeah, well, yeah, yeah I thought it, I thought you did a great. great job. And and thanks Thank to you. those guys. Yeah, they they uh, asked a lot of good questions and you could tell that they listen and they're interested and 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 quite frankly, I I we've talked about it before. I think we I'm sure we've talked about it on this podcast before, but um, I mentioned to uh, to Bill, I said you know, thanks for thinking of us and 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 having Chip on, and and we would love to get those because we talked about doing a media or just not really media yeah. a Waco episode, and yeah. um, and that would be fun if we could now return the favor and have those guys on and talk about because we all have very strong relationships with WAKO and not just for sports, but uh, no, but anyway, good job and Thank and you. anything that that you didn't get out that you wanted to no i can't really think of what off the top of my head i actually i got more that i went i did go back and listen to it uh the other night when i thank you for putting on the, the i listened through our podcast and uh but you could also listen to on the waco website yep, whatever yep wako you you'll yep. get more of uh the local sports and things on that part but um i was afraid i didn't like the term old school, I think I take it for granted. I know what old school means. I didn't know if I stressed enough that we focus on the early years of Red Hill. But as going back and listen to it, the host did a good job saying that. I mentioned a couple of times. So yeah. I actually did better than I thought on that, really telling what the topic of our podcast is. But yeah, I can't think of anything exact. But um, I did want to get a plug in that um, I enjoyed listening to Steve Anderson's Carmine games in the 80s because I thought that was oh, old, yeah. I thought that'd be an old school thing to say. And I was able to get that in at the very end. So yeah. I was glad to uh, um, 
that I was able to find a place to to fit that in. But it was yeah, very blast. very good. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. So, all right, let's get to it. Here's our interview with Vinny. Welcome to episode 68 of the Old School Red Hill Podcast. We've got the whole crew here tonight. As you heard on Waco last weekend, the Western Lawrence County Farmers, they referred to him as, <laughs> yes, finished up farming, maybe the earliest ever. I know some people down one in the, Auburn, Indiana. That has to be, yeah. The earliest one, of, ever. one of the earliest, top top two or three, anyway. But he's he's been done for a week and a half, two weeks now. David King is back on the show yeah, after good, uh, good, maybe good, good. missing the prom episodes, I think. All the, all I think the, that was the only, yeah, that was the yeah, only one I missed. All the so. king heads upset. Yeah, threatening yeah. boycotts if Dave didn't come back. Yeah, yeah our most popular episodes, and the, but David's voice will not be on those this year. Um, joining us live from the banks of the Country Oaks Golf Course, Mr. Brian Emmons. Well, thank you. Glad to be here. I'm excited Brian about this playing, episode. Yeah, I'm le- I'm leading things off. I, Brian, we're putting him more in the producers. Uh, he's more behind the glass tonight, but. Uh, he is here with us. He'll be chiming in from time to time. And our main researcher, he's done a lot. He does a lot of research on every single episode. And he's done a lot for this episode from Evansville, Indiana, Gary Emmons. Well, I like to Gary. say from, from Bridgeport, now right. residing yeah, check, in Evansville. Yeah, checking in from Evansville tonight, yes. So checking yes. in from, from Vandenberg County. Yes, Gary is here, so we got the whole crew. And we've been talking about we want to do more guest episodes. Yes. Kind of gotten away from that a little bit. we got a long list of people we'd like to interview. We actually have a guest with us on Zoom tonight. This is, if you, now if you listen to Waco, you got a preview of who was coming on the show tonight. He is... The biggest Red Hill Saluki fan that does not reside in the United States of America. No question. No about question that. about that. Yeah. Now, when you include the United States, he's up there. I mean, he's oh, one yeah. of the biggest Red Hill Saluki fans in the world. And he's checking in from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil tonight. As you just he's, heard Barry White sing. He was a foreign exchange student in 1992-93 school year, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Please welcome to the show the kicker of that 1992 Red Hill football team, Vinicius Vinny Arajo. All right. Hopefully I did not butcher your name too much there. I did not practice that beforehand, (laughs) but hopefully I was close enough on the vowel sounds and everything. Welcome, Vinny. Well. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. It's an honor. And I'm always listening to the podcast. You guys know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The The fact that you, and like I said, we'll get into all this, but the fact that it's been over 30, over 30 years since you were a student at Red Hill and that, that your time there, that school year made such an impact on you and how you've continued to follow it since you left. I mean, it just, it just shows you know, what a great fan you are. So we're looking forward to getting to know you better. Some of us don't know. I got to spend just a couple days with Vinny at the Capitol Classic. I was up at EIU at the time. That surprised me. I didn't realize that. 
Yeah, two days of the classic. Dave, you were with really, the Kappa Classic plus one other day, right? I was going to say, throw in a Def Leppard concert in December, <laughs> and then your visit here in 18. That's all the that's all the more I've got on you. So Dave's got so. four days with him. I've got <laughs> two. Now, the man that Gary, though, Gary quarterback. was the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Of the team, these guys spent a lot of time together. Yeah, we started in those ninety degree days in August in football practice, and went all the way through, you know, until October. And uh, yeah, I got to know each other well. So that, I was really excited once that we talked about doing this one, and I was thrilled to have Vinny on because I know how much of a supporter of Red Hill he is. Yeah, and like I said, so we are going to get to know as we do with all of our guests. But I think sure. more tonight, we're going to get to know him better, and our listeners are going to get to know you better too. So um, at this time, we're going to start, let's start off with your early life a little bit before you even got to Red Hill. Okay. So first thing I want to, so um, obviously you're from Brazil. When, were you born 75 or so? 75, 74, 75 in that era? 76. January 76. 1976. Okay. okay, so born in 1976, and did you grow up in Rio de Janeiro? or? Yeah, yeah, I was born and raised here in Rio de Janeiro on Copacabana Beach. Oh, wow. wow. My, 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 my father's family is all from here, from Copacabana Beach. And hey. uh, my mother's side of the family is from a different part of the city, but she's also from Rio. Okay. So, all born right. and raised. And so, obviously, as soon as you get got to Red Hill, well, you got into sports right away. Did were you playing a lot of sports growing up? Because this was, you know, you were sixteen when you came yeah, to yeah. Red Hill. Did you play a lot of sports growing up? Yeah, my my dad was a volleyball player. Okay, pretty good one. And uh, I played volleyball from zero until I was sixteen. Until I left Bridgeport. All right. Pretty much. Oh wow! And then I did some swimming when I was really young. But it was then mostly volleyball and soccer. That's the two most popular sports here in Brazil. Okay. Now, I know in the bigger cities in Illinois, especially up north, we have high school boys volleyball. But in central and southern Illinois, it's almost non-existent. So their volleyball is probably the number two sport for boys to play in, in Brazil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Okay. Especially for my generation. Yeah, for the older guys, basketball was huge here. Oh, okay, sure. Oh, yeah. Old titles in basketball from the sixties. Okay. Oscar Schmidt, right? Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> in eighty-seven, we beat the U.S. In yeah. Yes, in the Pan Am games. This, yeah. I was just thinking about sitting in Coach Evans's classroom and getting that question right on his uh, current <laughs> events quiz. The uh, the Pan Am games in the like September of eighty-seven. That was in so. Indianapolis too, I believe, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave Robinson was on that team. Yeah. yeah. Schmidt, the best Brazilian for, basketball player of all time. Is, is Schmidt the Jordan of in Brazil? Is he the greatest of all time? Yeah. He's a huge Larry Bird fan. All oh, right. Yeah. Oscar, he tells everybody that Bird was better than Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> no. And, uh, and so, how, so we're talking about kind of the sports you're playing. How familiar were, were you with American football at this time, before you got to the United States? I first went to Miami in 1984. Okay. The U.S. So the first guy I ever knew was Dan Marino. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I knew like Dan Marino was a quarterback and like the the Pele of the Miami Dolphins, but mm-hmm. I didn't know much. And then I think in like '89, the 49ers played the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it was live up. TV here, and the newspaper had a very nice article about Joe Montana and explaining how the game works and everything. So I, I think maybe '89, I kind of started. Knowing what the game was, other than all right. them. All right, and so you're you're going through your schooling there in Brazil. How did you become a foreign exchange? Like what? What? Of course, you had some. You came to United States in '84. We just learned. So, yeah, were you want, having a yearning to get back to the United States, or what caused you to or to apply to be a foreign exchange student? I, I went to the U.S. It's kind of a sports-related story. I went to the right. U.S. in 84 and in 88. Okay. Because in 84, my father went to work for the Olymp- in the Olympics in L.A. Oh, oh really? Okay. He made some extra money, and he took us to Disney World. Uh, right. There you go. There in 88, it was the same thing. He went to South Korea for the games, mm-hmm. saved some money, and then we went to the U.S. again. What did he do, Vinny? Did he work for, like, the Brazilian uh, national team, or, or what was his? No, the television. Oh, okay. Okay. Global uh, okay. It's like NBC that has the, the Olympic rights. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Major network here in Brazil. Okay. 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 Awesome. Wow. Very interesting. Yeah, it I, was I, very I, common. It was very common here in Brazil for people to be a foreign exchange student in the U.S. Yeah. Okay. And then people start going to Australia and Canada. I don't know where they go now, but uh, back then it was all about the U.S. Yeah. And growing up watching all those movies, we always wanted to go to high school <laughs> in the U.S. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Yeah. Yeah. That's my high Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. Watch Breakfast Club. You've seen all those, so you want you want to be a part of this now. <laughs> All right. Hey, okay, I love it. <laughs> this was like going to Bridgeport was like getting dropped right into nine hundred two one zero. It was. It was. Yeah, we we gonna get there. Yeah. Now two one zero, but it came later. You're this right. was, you know, Ferris Bueller days uh, off. Yeah. Those that kind was- of movies, and we always wanted to go there, and especially because of sports. Because yeah. Even the films. We could tell how big house high school sports were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it isn't I've, like that here in Brazil at all. I've got a I've got a question as about applying to, as a foreign exchange student. Do you have any input as to like what area of the country you want to go to? No, not at all. Okay. Just, oh wow! Like, agency and you, they roll the dice. You never okay. know. What- that's my that's my question because as a you know you grew up in one of the biggest cities in the world, one of the most densely populated cities in the world. Yeah. Tell us, what's it like going from Rio to uh, rural Petrolia? Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I, mean, yes. I mean, it's just a huge just uh, difference in culture. Yeah. I mean, just a, yeah, it's a huge complete difference. O- complete I, opposite. I, I joined the football team as soon as I got there. Okay. okay. Even before I got to the football team, uh, my foreign exchange parents they were members of the country club of the golf club yeah all right okay yeah and then i spent some part uh, the beginning of the summer i was there in the swimming pool all day and so you got here so you got here that summer before then yeah okay okay i didn't didn't realize that so no the summer of 92 
Right, right. Yeah, right. So summer, back in the, July or something like that, yeah, 92 yeah. probably. Yeah, so you had some time here before school started. You didn't. Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay, okay. Now, who was the family you lived with? Uh, I lived with Leonard and Linda Perry. Okay. Jody's parents. I lived yeah. in Sumner, Illinois. By okay, chance. so Jody, the now Jody Bond, is it her yeah, parents? Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. so Jody York at the time, Jody yeah. Bond for been a longtime teacher so at Hill High a, School now. Yeah, you would have had a Sumner address, but you you, she been. was very smart. I'm sure she's yeah. a good teacher. They say she's an incredible math uh, algebra and so forth, she all the math teachers. College. She was in college already when I moved there. Yeah, yeah, she's college. Yeah, so two I years didn't live with her that much, but yeah. Okay. All right. Smart. Well, I, I would ask Denny. So you you got you got acclimated to obviously a much much smaller town at that point. I think there was probably Gray's restaurant and maybe a couple others in town at that particular time. Um, so much much different. So you're at the country club. You're hanging out. Do you remember your first conversation with Coach Evans and how that came to be, or did you have any conversations with him prior to like the first practice or anything? No, I really don't. I don't remember the first conversation, but I remember we called, I called my, I called Leonard, my foreign exchange father. And I asked him, do you guys have a volleyball team? <laughs> yeah. Said, no. Do you guys have a soccer team? He said, no, <laughs> but we have a football team. You can try out to be the kicker. Okay. I said, all right, I'm in. That's yes. awesome. I don't remember meeting coach Evans, but I remember kind of like the first practice we went to a hill running up and down the oh, hill. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. We all know that. <laughs> so you're here. Okay, so you're even, because that even explains a lot then, because that's always like there's a week of conditioning. The Coach yeah. Evans always called Hell Week. But yeah, you spit, there for Hell Week. So usually for like, I think like a Monday and a Wednesday, we went out to Red Hill State Park and we would go on the north side of the park and there would be a hill and there was that big cross, if you remember out there, that you could see for miles and miles away. And that's where – I think you ran up and down the hill two or three times, and then you went up as a team and ran like sprints and yeah. wheelbarrow yeah. and do all the different calisthenics and things like that. So you were there, and then we spent the other two days at the high school doing running and different things. And then on Friday, if you remember, we ran the mile, which seemed weird to me. That's how we did that. But we ran the mile on the last day. Do you remember doing any of that? Not really. I, yeah. I remember we had two a days a lot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after that conditioning week, I think you had to take a mandatory week off. I think yep. yeah, that you actually right. started the two a days for the first few days of practice. Yeah. You practiced in the morning early and then came back in the afternoon or evening and had another practice. That's pretty standard in a uh, American football. I think they still might. I don't know. Maybe they can't do it anymore. I'm not yeah. Sure, there's, but. there's limits on hours per week and things like that. So the two a days are very, are, have kind of, um, you don't, I don't, you don't think, see them yeah. as often anymore. But before no. you get too much more, okay, Dave, you got a question there. Go ahead. You know, well, I, I, I don't know. I, I was just going to. thing to say. I, and, uh, when I left Brazil, my English wasn't bad for a Brazilian guy. Yeah. I've been to the States twice, and I could communicate with Leonard and Linda because they were adults. Once oh. I got to practice and started listening to the kids and the kids were trying to talk to me. It sounded like Chinese. I couldn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> and all that Lawrence County slang yeah. and everything thrown in. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I bet if Vinny was to come back and needed a nice meal back in Bridgeport, I bet I know where he would go, and that is Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport for over 75 years. They've been serving. uh, I had a meal there with Vinny in uh, October of 2018.
Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. like I was saying, over 75 <laughs> years, they've been serving the folks of Lawrence County. They got hand cut steaks, tenderloins, that famous catfish dinners. Give them a call, 618-945-9501. You can pick it up back at the window or go in, better yet, sit down, have a drink, and you're going to meet someone that you know, I guarantee you. And, heck, they may even be, like, from Brazil or something. Say hi and let the Gray family cook for your family today. (laughs) Yes, Coach Gray. (laughs) Yeah, he was was a special teams coach. He was your coach for the most part. That's your position coach right there. I don't know if it was Coach Gray or Coach Lyles that was my coach. Ooh, it was, it was coach Lyles. Lyles may have been special teams, Lyles. yeah. Yeah, I think it was Lyles. And Coach Kendall was the defense, defensive yeah. coach. That's right, yeah, because coach, coach Lyles, that was his second year there at Red Hill uh, full-time at that Man, point. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, I was just going to say, Vinny, you were talking about the language and things. Did you use, like – I know you. I've, I've seen other people talk about like American television was a big help with that. Did or was it television? Was it music? Did you use anything to more acclimate yourself to the language back here before I before or, or, I left? or when you were right when you got to the United States? Yeah, I watched a lot of television, and I think football helped me a lot too. Yeah, because. I fell in love with the game right away. I watched a lot of NFL films, VHS tapes. I used to go to Walmart and buy the tapes. Yeah. Thank you for the Sable family. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Love that. (laughs) Yes. I think it it helped me to get into the American culture and feel more comfortable at home, and it was great for me. Yeah. We didn't have cable. We lived in the country in Sumner. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. dying to have ESPN at home, but we didn't have it. <laughs> I, was, I was dying to have it too down here, <laughs> this side of the county in the country. So <laughs> it was hey, great. King, you wanted to expand on a couple of things too, I think. I had a quick, yeah, just uh, going back to football practice. And, I, and I'm thinking the two years before you, when we had our uh, Spanish foreign exchange kicker, Borja Rivas, he was not allowed to practice other than he would come to practice. He would kick some field goals and then he would leave. Yeah, him and Mrs. Willing would. Yeah. yeah. Like, Why is so this kid getting leave at four? So were yeah. you? I mean, so were, were you allowed? Were you allowed to practice in full like everybody else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or were you allowed to put pads on and? Yeah, everything. Yeah, okay. Okay. So yeah, if I, if I remember right, Vinny wasn't just a kicker in practice. Vinny was in there mixing it up, playing some okay. different positions right. on the on the scout team defense and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. More, I think maybe more on like a wide receiver, but maybe because of volleyball, I had good hands. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't bad, but I wasn't going to be that good either. So coach sure. decided that it was better for me not to play. Okay. Vinny, yeah. safe. Don't play. We're gonna need you for the field goals and the extra. Well, I was gonna say kickers don't generally. And I think the yeah. the language could be a barrier. I remember uh, Eric Andrews and Danny Stanescu. Yeah. And he they used to come in out of in and out of the field and get the plays from the coach and go talk to Gary. And I wasn't gonna be able to do it. Yeah. 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 Memorize all the names and everything. Sure. Because they would have been your, they were ahead of you on the depth chart there at wide receiver. So Stanescu and Andrews were uh, ones right in front of you there. And I know we're going to get really deep into football here in a little bit. Just one other thing, and it could be a football player. So you were going to the country club in July, doing other things. Do you remember who the first like Red Hill person you met, like at the country club, before you even got to football practice anywhere? 
who was the besides the Perrys and the Yorks, who was the first person you met? Sally Tucker. Perfect. <laughs> I was gonna guess that. I didn't even write. <laughs> right? And yeah. Tucker had teeth. A Wrangler, I think. Oh yeah, I know Harold had one, so I'm sure and, and Kelly back in those days was a bit of a crazy driver. I'm sure you got to experience that. <laughs> then we used to drive around with the Jeep with the top down. I loved it. I felt it was like 90210 for me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Did you and meet Kelly at the country club or where'd you meet him at? At the country club. Okay. And I think the family, I think Harold was friends with Leonard, so they kind of put us in touch. And uh, I remember two, the two other girls that I first met was were Jamie and Amy Legg. Oh, yeah. Because they also lived in Sumner. And my okay. mother, Linda, she knew their mother, and uh, she took me there so I could meet somebody that would go to the same school. And those they were the would have They would have lived, I mean, not real close to the Perrys, but they would have lived in the same general neighborhood. Yeah, petty school yeah. Patrol, patrol area, so north of patrol area. That's why I really, I really remember uh, meeting Tucker, the Lag sisters, and going to practice, talking to Coach Evans, and then Coach Lyles pulled me aside to see if I could kick or not. And then I kicked like three or four balls. I was really nervous, and he yeah. said, "Not Vinny, you made it." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have a kicker before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That well, was Aaron. Was Aaron Lukens on this team? Yeah, or yeah, he was. he was. Okay, so there's your competition so right you there. Beat out, you beat out him, dang. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, I don't know if Aaron, I think Aaron may have left the team at some point, so maybe he thought, if I can't kick, then I, right. I got my job taken. <laughs> then he's our kicker now. Yeah. He, he was a big boy, I'm sure. Yes, he was. Anybody could have helped us. We needed numbers. That's right. That's what always hurts in small town, small town football is the numbers that really get you and – a lot of times you're, you're working with uh, 25 to 30 kids and seven or eight of them are freshmen, and it does make it does make it pretty difficult for sure. So in preparation, Chip, did you have a follow-up? No, I was going to I was I was cover the early life there, so now we're really getting into the Red Hill years. So, so much, Gary's going to lead this part. So we talked a little bit about the conditioning and getting through your first few practices and things, and you win the job. You're the kicker. And we historically, as you know, Red Hill in football has really – improved over the years and have some really good football teams. And I think once joining and leading that MEC conference and starting to play some more schools, the same size. And, you know, coach Gray has done a great job with that after coach Evans retired and they've done a great job with the team, but typically Red Hill at that point had one mediocre team and then one really good football team that made the playoffs in 1988. And then we went on a downslide and where I think in chips and when chip and Dave and I played together, one and 17. seventeen. Yeah. So in two, two years, two, two, two and twenty, two and twenty-five over three. Right, and you're yeah, yeah. So Vinny, you joined a team that we didn't. We were picked to finish last in the conference, no doubt. And I don't think you probably even maybe even knew the competition. You didn't know what maybe what you were getting yourself into. Would that be accurate to say? Yeah, yeah, it was. So week <laughs> one, I, I remember when I first I I had won two. State titles in volleyball here in Brazil before. Oh, I wow. oh wow! So I, I I was into sports a lot, and I remember I picked up this schedule. Somebody gave me this schedule, and I asked them, "So what do we do? What do we play for?" And they said, "If we win six games, we can make it to the playoffs, but we're gonna lose to Salem, 
<laughs> in Mount Carmel for sure. So we got to <laughs> for sure, for yeah, sure, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm. I remember, man. I, I'm gonna get goosebumps here. Yeah. I remember everything, and uh, some of the guys knew that we could win some games. We were picked last, yeah. but some people thought we could win some games. Absolutely. And, and the, the fortunate thing is that we'd switched our schedule this year and week one was against Palestine and Palestine's another small school, similar to the size of Red Hill. And if you recall, probably, I would argue, probably your best game was Red Hill Saluki come in your very first game. We won 49 to nothing. Feeling good. Then he goes three for five on extra points and hit a 28-yard field goal in his debut as a red. Oh wow! So, <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That was now. Fun now game. wait a minute. Now we you were <laughs> nervous. You were nervous making a few practice <laughs> kicks. How nervous were you before this for your first kick in the game? Um, the highlight of my career, other than the Mount Carmel win, was the blue white game. Mm -hmm. I tackled Tucker. And ah. I said, you know, Coach Evans went crazy. <laughs> that, that, and, and, and Kelly wasn't an easy guy to tackle either. He was, he was so hard to know. He was like, V, I was good. <laughs> so, so we're sitting here at 1-0, had a blowout victory feeling good, and then one of those guaranteed losses that you had been told about. And unfortunately, we felt that way too. We took a tough one the next week. You never even got a chance to – you kicked off one time in that game. We didn't score. We got shut out, so you didn't have much opportunity. Then that takes us to week three in Mount Carmel. Go ahead, Chip. Now, before we – because I know we got a lot to talk about there. So, now, did you have Stacy Moore at that time held the record for the longest field goal? Were you aware of what the record was at that time so it was kind of on your mind? I It was 30-some yeah. yards. I mean, it wasn't 30, like 50 years. 35, I think. So. I knew about it because the – the players and the coaches told me, and they really wanted me to break it. Yeah, I had a lot of support when I when I joined the team. Yeah. I, that's one of the reasons I liked it so much. It was way to go, Vinny. Let's go, Vinny. Good job, Vinny. You know, people were very supportive. And you did I, I have a great. Home. You had a you did have a lot of support, and still do at Red Hill. And I think you had a really good experience. Whereas, you know, some foreign exchange students don't have as great of experience and as many friendships and things as you did. So yeah. it, everything just kind of fell in place for you to. And um, it was, it was one of the greatest schools I've could ever been to. It was a pretty, it was a pretty perfect match. Now I'm getting Can goosebumps now for a second. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I went to a high school in the nineties that was drug free, violence free. We didn't have locks in our lockers. And I remember Mr. Rice saying that right in the beginning of the year. We were together in the gym or something. He said, I'm proud to say that's one of the last schools in America. We don't have locks in our lockers. And mm -hmm. I'll never forget it. I knew I was at the right place. I never even thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, the, the schools in the U.S. had drug issues already in the 90s. Yeah, and sure. I never saw at Red Hill, I don't remember anyone smoking a cigarette or getting drunk at a party. There was, I mean... Well, it's a good Red thing Hill. you weren't around in 87. I was going to say, Red Hill, <laughs> Red Hill had some issues, you know, before, you know, before. No no more than any other place. Right. But, yeah, I, I'd concur with you on that. That, you know, my class and the class ahead of me and behind me, I don't know. No, it's not never, at all. I, I never, never saw really anything. Nobody never told me anything about it. It was like a drug-free, violent 
violence-free school. And so I remember I had cousins in Miami. They had to go to school with metal detectors. Oh, sure. oh yeah. In the early 90s already. Yeah, so so much, okay. much different in Bridgeport, for sure, at Red Hill High School. Yeah. Well, back uh, to football. So, uh, obviously, you mentioned that probably the highlight in the, the game that still gets talked about all the time. Yeah, Mount Carmel. And Gary's involved in that story. Uh, I, I had only one kickoff against Salem, and I, I got pancaked by a guy. And I always, like like Gary said once in the, in the podcast, I had like a swagger. I felt invincible with the pads on. When we played Palestine, I was so excited. I felt like I could run through a brick wall. And I was <laughs> talking trash to the guys, and I was all excited. And then I got pancaked. Against Salem. <laughs> and then we were watching film. And Coach Evans stops it. Look at Vinny. Wow. Welcome to America. Yeah. And then I said, okay, next week you're going to play Mount Carmel. I'm going to do this and that. And then we were when we were arriving there at the bus, I'm pretty sure it was Gary that told me, Vinny, you shut up today. You behave because those guys are a lot bigger than us. <laughs> so you keep quiet. Because we were seniors and we rode on the front of the bus going to the games. Yeah. So obviously that's a game. And, and, and I know you know now, maybe you didn't know too much at the time. I know some people showed you on a schedule. Like Mount Carmel was a powerhouse. I mean, they were every single year. They almost every year won that conference, advanced the state, had won state championships. I mean, so like and going down to do you still remember walking into that? Because it's one of the most unique football stadiums in the United States. Yeah. What, yeah. what do you remember about walking into the snake pit for the and walking down all those steps to get down to that football field? What do you remember about that? I remember walking down and I remember walking up and I remember parking the bus and the guys from Mount Carmel, they already dressed and they were a mm -hmm. lot bigger than us. A lot of the okay. teams we played, we played were bigger than us. I, 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 yeah, I remember, I remember it well. I remember the lights. I remember the sounds. I was the new guy. So when I was going to kick, everybody was screaming my name and I loved it. Go, Vinny, go. <laughs> <laughs> on the tape. It's on YouTube. <laughs> it is. <It's> there. <laughs> and, and speaking of that, so that's a it's obviously it's a game where we get down thirteen to nothing early. It's like here we go again, another another blowout. Red Hill going to blow out Mount Carmel. We get we get to halftime. Um, as you know, we still call this the the miracle in the snake pit. Slim came home. The Bobby Stevens game, whatever, however you want to talk about it. But Bobby rips off a a seventy two seventy six yard touchdown. And then, so we're down 13 to six. I think that extra point was missed. You went one to uh, two of three on the night for extra points. So obviously big points because we didn't win into overtime for them. But I wanted to show you something here because this is something I want to have a little conversation about. I'm going to share my screen real quick here. <laughs> I, I think I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real quick, while you're pulling that up, why don't we talk about insurance? And when you need... To have your family sleep at night knowing that they're covered, only one place that you should call, and that is the Andrews Insurance Agency, Terry. 
T-Bone Andrews, Justin Shear are your independent agents that will make sure that you're covered, whether it's your home, your car, your business, farm, crops, you give them a call. 945-2881 or better yet, stop by and see the folks at the Andrews Insurance Agency. All right, Gary, take it away. Now, God, could you guys hear the sound? Because I don't want to talk over it because it's going to be too loud. But um, but basically, the, we're going to show a play here. We're down 13-6. to six. It's uh, midway through the third quarter. And I'm going to hit play here for for, to, for Vinny to watch this. Are you guys hearing the sound at all in the video? No, you don't good. have the sound. No. Okay. So basically, this will be the old uh, bone right, triple option left. You fake it to Chansey Roderick. You flip it to Bobby Stevens and 76 yards later. Now, oh, look yep. at the bottom left of your screen here. <laughs> oh, there's a 12th man on the field. Well, actually, no. The, the ref the ref called a touchdown before he is. Really? His Rewind that, Gary. Rewind that, Gary. Because Vinny, well, I mean, let's face it. Vinny almost no. trips the referee. No, 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 Vinny was probably past that line. It's a 30-yard line that you can't go past. And, you know, the great thing about this play, I mean, Bobby had some bobs and weaves. I don't know that he even gets touched here, does he? Let's see. Not, there's, not there, much if he There's does. the fake to Chansey. We took out the end. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, I don't even think he got touched. Here we go, though. There's the referee. Here comes Vinny right in front of him. It, it was close. Yeah, it was close. <laughs> it was about simultaneous, yes. Now, down, we're down 13 to 12 here. And there's the old lefty. Oh, Boom. That'd been good from 60 right there. Yeah, you. he, he had his <laughs> adrenaline going there. Yes. Do you, so, do you remember so that Vinny, moment, Vinny? No, coach told me afterwards, like, Vinny, you can't run on the field like this. You know, <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell you, Vinny, I have a feeling that if they would have thrown like a penalty flag and had we been penalized, you may have been, you may have, you may have a few guys mad at you at that particular time, but it didn't matter. It all worked out. I have a different theory. Okay. <laughs> I know. Bobby would have scored again. They yeah. couldn't stop. Yeah, that's yeah. True. He yeah. just would have run another one. That's true. It did. He just say it was go Bobby. He, <laughs> yeah. he just would have got more yards because we would have been back fifteen. <laughs> but obviously, and, and something else I want to share with you that I don't know maybe if someone's told you over the years. So of course we we tied at thirteen. Bobby then has his probably his best run tonight, a forty-five yard touchdown run going towards the north end zone where he broke multiple tackles. What a great run! Um, and we end up going up twenty to thirteen. You make a, you make a, your another another extra point there. Then Matt Carlo makes a great drive in the fourth quarter to tie it up, and I'm still shocked they didn't go for two, but they kicked their extra point. Let's go to overtime. Uh, something that I, I – do you know that the whole plan, the game plan in overtime, was to run the ball left, run the ball right, to line up for Vinny for a game-winning field goal on third down. Oh, did boy. you have any idea that that was a possibility or what? That's what we were thinking of doing. In the moment, did you know that? And have you learned that since then? No, I didn't know at the moment, but I knew afterwards. It yeah. was even on the newspaper. Okay, the yes. News. Coach told the, I think it's the Evansville Courier. Mm-hmm. And it was on the newspaper that we were going to kick. But luckily, but luckily we we got we got it in on first down, and then the celebration was on, and uh, the first victory over Mount Carmel in well, first Red Hill victory. I think Bridgeport beat them in '68, something like that. So, and and so, Vinny, and on the way home, Vinny said, "Gary, you shut up. We're talking." Yeah, <laughs> I did my research here. 
Red Hill beat them 14 times. Not Red Hill, Bridgeport. Yeah, back okay. early, right. early, early, right. 20 yeah. in the 20s and 30s. We so. beat them eight, 14 times, and eight times it was on the road. Wow. And, okay. And it, it's, a, it's a sweet victory in the stake pit, I can tell you that. So R- Red Hill rocking at two and one. Then we go down to Carmi and struggle early. And I think one of my favorite parts of that game is we pulled out the victory. Uh, uh, we beat them 13 to 10. Um, touchdown. Uh, we had, you were one for two. Right. What's that? You scored the winning touchdown, right? Right. That was in the fourth quarter. We we got one in there, but there's just a few seconds left, and you're kicking off, and I love this of that football video. When we kick a squib kick, and the kid from uh, Carmite bobbles it, and we recovered, and the celebration's on. Red Hill's 3-1 and one for the first time in a few years. and the and uh, But that was you kicking that ball, that squib kick yeah. that ended up getting in the hands. Do you remember that play at all? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. We thought we were going to go all the way. Yeah, and, and and unfortunately, it kind of fell apart from there, and I just hate that because we. I remember, we, I remember uh, the the pass that Turkett made to Marin Holtz. Yes. Oh yeah. He got it, but he got it, and then you pull it in. So we and we still had a good year for that team. You know, the team that wasn't. You know, let's let's see. Go through real quick. Week five. You're one-on-one on extra points, and you missed a field goal. Week six against Olney, you were one-on-one on extra points. Week seven, one-on-two. Week eight was uh, 0 for 2, and then you uh, Lawrenceville, you had the – I think we went for um, two a few times, but you missed one there. But on the season for a first-time kicker, you never kicked an oblong-shaped football in your life to go 53% on extra points. For a high school kicker, it's pretty darn good, you know, especially for someone that's never kicked the ball yeah. before into that year. So, I mean, it's an extraordinary year. I had one really bad game. I think it was against Fairfield. I don't know what happened. I had a bad game. We had a safety. And uh, I was supposed to kick off from the safety, and I had a terrible kick. And I even the coaches thought I didn't know what I was supposed to do. And I said, no, I knew what I had to do. It was just a bad kick. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. we all had a bad game. That wasn't just a, that wasn't a bad game because that's a team we should have beat. I was at that game. That was my first appearance that season, I believe, at a Red Hook. I was. I'm the only one in this room that was not at the Snake Pit that night. We, we I could have won. I think Gary knows better, but maybe we could have won two more games. We could have beaten Lawrenceville, maybe. But in all reality, Fairfield, we should have won. Olney, we could have beat them. We beat Flora. We lost to Oblong, and that's yeah. a team we could have beat. And yeah, Lawrenceville was a Lawrenceville. We were up twelve to nothing at halftime and lost twenty-one. So our last four or five games, we we were in every game. We ever got yeah. blown out except for the Salem game, you know. So we were in it. And I remember, I remember that Gary scored a beautiful touchdown against Lawrenceville. I remember that. That was a nice one. It was a fun game. I really liked that game. It was fun to play there. Yeah, that, that's a big rivalry. You know, Red Hill Lawrenceville is always the big rivalry. We were both sitting at four and four on the year. So, you know, that, then yeah. it, it doesn't Every, come down to. Also, one thing that I remember, everybody was devastated after we lost that game. Yeah. It was the worst feeling ever on the, on the on the team. Like, everybody was really down. Yeah, I remember being a pretty poor Who's sport after that game. It was up, like, hey, guys, the sun will come up tomorrow. Just keep your head up. But everybody was, like, really, really sad. But in your first year of American football, and what I would think at that, maybe other people would argue, but the North Egyptian Conference, Vinny, you got honorable mention all-conference for kicker that year, which is, again, that's something that not everybody gets bestowed upon them to get all-conference, especially in a – 
in a conference like the NEC, that's yeah. not easy to do. So, you know, it's a great accomplishment. Uh, uh, I'm sure you have your award, uh, your, uh, I think it was a certificate you would have gotten. I'm sure you have that somewhere, don't you? Yeah, yeah, it's framed right here. Yeah, Heck yeah. <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean that's the thing. Not, not awesome. everyone gets one of those, you know. So I mean that's uh, such a cool always, honor. Always I don't have one. <laughs> I have a lot of souvenirs. You know, the Brazilian guy had to bring the souvenirs home. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, let's go through some of what you brought tonight. Oh, Randall, Randall Cunningham. Cunningham. Yeah, that's yeah, a Randall yeah. Cunningham Sports yeah. Illustrated. <laughs> Yeah, from uh, David King's room in the University. <laughs> oh, you took that from his uh, room at Illidell. I don't know if you can see the pizza here on his. On his <laughs> pizza. Well, I think I speak for everybody, and I'm glad that's what magazine you grabbed out of David King's bedroom. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Address <laughs> here. Chalmers. Chalmers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love okay. I was wondering where that went. <laughs> and we'll get into that visit with David King at University of Illinois. We'll get into that a little more uh, as we go. So, like I mean, we, we went through, I mean, like talking about we obviously Red Hill meant a lot to you, and you meant a lot, you've been a lot to us in Red Hill as well. But do you have other moments? Are there any other teachers, anybody like that that you wanted to make sure you made mention of? And uh, and who else made an impact on you while you were here? A lot of the teachers are really nice. Uh, maybe two of my favorite, other than I had American history with my Hall of Fame football coach. So, what am I going to say? I was a lucky guy. Yes. Uh, Mr. Drury, I love him. Uh, Mr. Drury. And uh, Mr. Huber was a great guy, too. So, you're taking some industrial arts courses out there at that building. For, for, what what classes you have for Mr. or do you have consumer ed with Mr. Huber? I don't remember the class. Okay, was it woodworking or something like that? Or I had I had American government with Mr. Drury and it, okay, it, right. It's, yep. it's stuff that I still use even at work. Okay, because yeah. I went to school for journalism and I knew anything. I knew more about Congress and the electoral votes. Oh. I knew the American electoral system that, and I learned that at Red Hill. What What do you oh, do oh. now, Vinny, for a career? Now I'm running tennis tournaments. Is oh, that cool. right? Wow. Yeah, we can go over my career, but not right now I'm running tennis tournaments. Oh, awesome. Well, and I know when you were here at Red Hill, you got the opportunity, because I'm sure you, I know you played tennis with Mr. Drury and probably Coach Lyles, and uh, you did play some tennis while you're here, right? I, I don't remember. I really I played golf, but I, I don't remember playing volleyball uh i re you know i remember that maybe chris rawson he liked tennis he, did. Oh, he, yeah. Liked tennis. he, he was a big jimmy connors fan <laughs> yeah. do you remember that oh yeah yeah chris and i played a lot of tennis together i don't remember the tennis courts up there not not now or not right now i can't remember it yeah um so uh, your time ended. So your time did end at Red Hill. You you went back to Brazil for the second. You didn't fin you didn't finish the second semester at Red Hill, right? No, I didn't. I had to go. I had some great issues. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, man, what 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 happened? It's not that I was flunking out of school or anything, but they decided to send me home. Okay, that's all right. Oh man, so you don't. That's really what, what someone that man? loves Red Hill as much as Vinny does. I hate that I got you only got one semester there. I got to see Gary and Bobby and D play some basketball, and I really liked it. It was that's when I that's when I met. That's when we met. Yeah, it was that's the first time I ever saw someone dunking a basketball. It was oh uh, yeah, 
was D. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wish I really wish you could have hung around because I know as much as you love Red Hill. We had a pretty good winter and a pretty good spring yeah, not in baseball. A bad one. So yeah. I would. I wish you would have been around for that. I would have been really, really uh, amazing. And uh, you know, now the now you can watch almost almost every high school game on uh, YouTube and stuff. That wasn't our luxuries back then, though. But then I had Coach Evans mail me stuff. Oh, that's oh, awesome! Yeah. Let me see here. What, what's what, what we got from what Coach was, Evans here? Oh, article just art. Oh, million. Oh, oh um, that's from our baseball. Yeah, miracle rally. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, that's our baseball when. Uh, okay. Okay. The regional championship the game. From 92, and I saved the one from 96 because I remember him telling me we're going to have a great team now with Billy Gray. We're going to go far okay. in the playoffs, maybe. So Coach Evans yeah. mailed that to you. Yeah, yeah. He That's did. awesome. And he was still mailing stuff four years later when Billy was a senior? Yeah, he was. That's great. What a great no, thing to do. I know you'd gone home already, but were were you aware of the success the basketball team had? You no. know, almost almost making okay. it to the state tournament oh, the following yes. spring. I knew it because we had no internet. We didn't have anything. Oh, sure. Coach yeah. Evans, he sent me the the yearbook on the mail. Okay. Okay. So okay. I could see that the team did well. Yeah. Yeah. But they, I think school knew the team was going to be good. Right. Yeah. It so, wasn't a surprise either. So how long? So we met at probably your first games you would have saw were the at the, at the Capital Classic for basketball. Yeah. That's when that's when we met, and then Probably. I remember you didn't have a way to get you didn't have a way you didn't have a way to get back to. Uh, I think we met like on the Saturday game, and you didn't have a way to get back there that night. So I I came out and got you and brought you back brought you back down there. Um, but the cutlass. In the I cutlass. think at school I w- I became good friends with Jamie Putney. Right. Mm-hmm. Really good friends with Jamie Putney, and then I. I met her brother, John right. Putney. Yeah. And then I met King through John, I think. Right. Makes I mean, sense to me. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, where I met you. that's where I met you at the Capitol Classic. So I would assume I met, met you through him. So. And then a couple weeks later, you guys went to the Def Leppard concert the night you got the Randall Cunningham Sports Illustrated. Oh, yeah. Assembly Hall. What do you remember about the Def Leppard concert, Vinny? The ride home. When it was yeah. snowy, I was scared. Ah, okay. <laughs> Good I thing Kelly Tucker wasn't going. Yeah, that was early. Like okay. Yeah, really true. I've seen it a million times, but I, oh, we're not going to get out of the road. <laughs> <laughs> John Putney driving that car who drove you through the snow? I'm I mean, job. The first time, I think Gary was there with us. The first time I saw snow. Okay. We were on the road to see Mark Ambrose play. We went to Millican. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I, did. I remember that very vividly now that you say that. And then we get back. We got back to school, and everybody knew I had never seen snow before. Everybody threw me on the snow. And <laughs> then we had a snow fight or something like that. Vinny, let me, let me ask you this. How many times have you watched the Red Hill highlight tape? Oh, I've seen a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> no, and then I didn't see it for many, many years. And yeah. Then now, after it was back on YouTube, and I watched it, and then I watched the the Mount Carmel '96 game. I've seen yeah. that game. It was a really tough game. That's a good game. Yeah, yeah. that was incredible oh, I, day. Coach <laughs> Evans likes to say that we were supposed to win that game, but that was a tough game. Mm-hmm. That was Evans' magic again. That's right. He had a lot of it. Crazy touchdown. 
Yeah, we really want to. We have not done a deep dive into that game yet, so it, it's yeah. coming sometime. I know we've yeah. had some people <laughs> clamoring for that, but it, it's yeah. coming. We're going to talk to some of the um, some of the characters I'll, from that day. So, I would like to meet Fred Akers one day and shake his hand. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Well, I'm sure at some point we can make. Uh, I know Billy's trying to. He's been trying to have an alumni type of a thing. So there's going to be some point where there's going to be some sort of an alumni get together of old Red Hill football players, and we'll have to make sure you're aware, well aware of it, so you can get home and come back and meet some of these guys you've heard about, and and then rekindle a friendship with some of the guys that you got to play with. We'll do have to do that for that, sure. That sounds like a great time to do a live another live podcast at Red Hill. Heck yeah. <laughs> Brian, I thought it was going to be a great time for a commercial as well. Is that- <laughs> well, you know what it is, Chip, and and uh, why don't we talk about pizza if you don't if you don't mind? And I, I don't sure. I don't think you mind. When you're talking Bridgeport style pizza, you're talking Griffin's Pizza House. Of course, Vinny, you know where the pizza house is located, right across from the dog <laughs> pound. Nine four five three six six three, or as Chip says, nine four five food. May pizza of the month is the chicken margarita pizza. Gary described it last time, but you take the crust, then the olive oil, a mix of spices for the sauce. Then Vinny, they're going to put on grilled chicken, fresh mozzarella cheese, grape tomatoes, fresh basil, and top that with Parmesan cheese. 10-inch pizza, $11.79. 14-inch pizza, $18.79. You've only got a few days to get that May pizza of the month. Tuesday through Sunday, 4 to 9. First Friday of every month, 11 to 1. You can get lunch in there. So call 618-945-FOOD for Griffin's Pizza House. Yeah, next Friday, I believe it'd be June 2nd, will be that first Friday of the month. So there you go. When you hear this about a week from next Friday, June 2nd, make sure you go there for their Friday lunch. Vinny, did you ever go to Lou's, that little no. grocery store across from the dog pound? I don't remember. <laughs> it's like a little convenience store. Well, that's where Pizza House is now, right? So, like when you watch that those games, like the Mount Carmel 96 game on film, you see that little building across the street. That's where Pizza House is now, if it helps you. But I guess you were just in town a few years ago, and we'll get to that more in a little bit. I, I want to make sure we get to some – if you might have any random Red Hill questions they want to get to before we get into his post-Red Hill life. Did you go to homecoming? Yes, I did. Did you have a date? Yes. Who was your date for homecoming? <laughs> I, I don't know this. <laughs> Ooh, Easter. Got to think. Was a freshman. I can't remember her name now. It's a freshman. That would have been the class of ninety six. Ninety six. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. If I look up on the yearbook, I'll remember. Well, you'll have to. You'll have to post on Facebook when we post this episode. You need to let us know because this is like a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So later on, I might throw. Yeah, we'll have to figure that out. So um, I think I went to to homecoming and snowball. Oh yes, you've been there for yeah, snowball dance yeah, as well. Yeah. Did you have another date? Did you have a date for that dance as well? Was it the I'm, same girl? Was it a different girl? Did you not have a date? <laughs> he had another date. I think you just were I'm putting him on the spot with these names. <laughs> so you were very successful in the dating department in your time at Red Hill, it sounds senior, like. So I think I was I was able to invite the Yeah, that's our prom. Yeah, that's our rule at prom, but yes, it would be um 
it works for snowball and homecoming as well. But yes, yeah. it always helps that they have some, you know, an, an older date that's uh, helps them yeah. get to province or <laughs> snowball and so forth. Yeah. But okay, so you went to the dances. Okay, anybody else have a random? I know I'm putting everybody on the spot here. Does anybody have a random Red Hill question? Think of things we would talk about on the podcast that you want to have on this show for the rest of time. Things people want to know about Vinny. Did you ever eat Pizza House pizza? No, I don't think so. That was what before is open owned by Griffins, of yeah, course. For yeah. sure. Well, he would have Jerry Bob's pizza. No. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. There's went, just an example. Yeah, so we needed more time with Vinny. I went I went deer hunting. Yes. Hunting. Really? <laughs> with the with the Perrys? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was fun. It was fun. It, it's nothing that I would ever do by myself, but since he was into it and uh he yeah. took me there yeah it was i would never do it but i respect people that do it it's a cultural thing right it's and sure it's a, yeah. it's a it's a hobby it, different yeah you know it's yeah it's not my he thing either see. but he yeah did it, a bow and arrow. if you like he it so. never shot a deer with a shotgun he said it was too easy and, and anybody, anybody <laughs> that's, that's, that's oh wow the, that's what the challenge is with the bow. was the real deal <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah i mean that's so both are highly popular, but yeah, that's what King and I, when we talk hunting, that's more of the challenge yeah, is yeah. the, uh, is the bow and arrow <laughs> talking about hunting. And I remember somebody said what, and I was like, I was telling people at school, no, cool. Cool uh, season is over. And like Vinny, what do you know? You're from Brazil. What do you know about? Coon? I <laughs> Yes. Well, you're you're, 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 that, that says it all right there. Yeah. How was it when you went home, Vinny? When you when you got back to Brazil and and did you was it was it strange, kind of acclimating was, yourself back to your own country? It was first. I I thought I was missing out, and uh, I had missed the school year here in Brazil. Yeah. So my 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 friends graduated. And I stayed behind with different kids. Oh, wow. Uh, and I struggled a little bit. It was 1993. And then I started practicing jiu-jitsu. It was the big, do you know, do you guys know Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Oh, the Gracie family, right? I don't, I don't, I don't know it, but I know of it. It's known as Gracie jiu-jitsu. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I was no. never into fighting or anything, yeah. but it became a jiu-jitsu fever here in, in Rio. Mm-hmm. Rio was the world capital of jiu-jitsu. And a lot of the gyms were here in my neighborhood of Copacabana. All my friends were into it. And then I ended up going with the flow. I didn't have anything to do. I was too short to keep playing volleyball. I wasn't going to go anywhere. So I started doing jiu-jitsu. Huh. And so it make, made life better for me again. Well, that's pretty cool. To- yeah. Because obviously back in the early '90s, that's when the you know UFC started to yeah, yeah. start having. That's when they were, it was a way different than it is now. But yeah. I mean, I remember the first fight of Kim Shamrock and uh, I think that's the uh, first fight I saw. Yeah, was Ho- uh, Hoist Gracie in there? Right, in their- Gracie, yes. And you see him come in with this, you know, Ken Shamrock's wearing like the small little like wrestler trunks almost, and the and Gracie's got on the full gi, you know, and you're like, who's this guy? He doesn't look like he could beat up anybody, and then you know, yeah. next next you know, he's got you in an ankle lock and ready to break yeah. your ankle. So yeah, that's yeah. cool. 
now everybody knows jiu-jitsu so it's not that much of a of an edge anymore but back then if you knew jiu-jitsu you could take down anybody yeah yeah you could get knocked out or something but if, if you if you know jiu-jitsu and you're gonna wrestle somebody that doesn't know jiu-jitsu you're gonna do whatever you want mm -hmm. it's a very effective martial art yeah. and are, are you still everybody knows are you still training in that at all now no no i i i did it for three or four years i went to the purple belt and then i started playing foot volley here in brazil i don't know if you oh, i've seen that that looks like an almost an impossible sport to do it's like beach volleyball but you can't use your hands okay. yeah it's all kicking yeah that looks really oh difficult oh yeah yeah interesting so Vinny, what's uh when you got back to brazil what when did you graduate high school you say you stayed behind one more year so the end of 94 in the end in december 94 the school year is different here okay okay i graduated in the in the end of 94. so you had one basically one full year then once yeah. you got back to brazil yeah okay. and then in the middle of 95 i started going to college for journalism that's, that's it, my next question where where'd you go to college here in brazil in rio okay. And then I was going to college. I was working with my dad on the TV channel. I was doing stats for soccer games. You know, when they put the stats on the screens, five five shots, six mm -hmm. fouls. I was doing that, keeping okay. track. Cool. And then I, while I was going to school of journalism, it, it really helped in the beginning of my career to have my dad into it already. So when I started, I had a lot of experience already. But there is always the U.S. in the back of my head. Sure. Always. I and, always want to And I'm going to kind of put a couple of things, something you've told me before, but there's an opening right now for the last I saw, there was an opening for a Red Hill head volleyball coach. How much would you enjoy being the head volleyball coach at Red Hill High School? <laughs> How much of a dream would that be? Yeah, but it was it wasn't gonna be easy. Me and my dad, me and my dad were on, on YouTube the other day watching a WTHI, and they have all the highlights for the right. girls' volleyball teams in the area. And even my dad was surprised, like, "Wow, like they know what they're doing. Those girls are good." Yeah, there's a now, lot. Women's volleyball is is big in the U.S. Yeah, it is very big. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's um, but it's it's been yeah. We added volleyball in '95. Uh, haven't had that first winning season yet. Um, coming, coming. I really, <laughs> I, yeah, I yeah. know it's not going to happen. There's a lot of things in the way, barriers and so forth. And you, as much as you love Red Hill, you also love Brazil as well. Uh, but I would love to see you. I mean, just take a couple <laughs> years and, come up and just coach. I mean, how perfect would that be, Vinny coaching at Red Hill High School? I would love to see it'd that. Be, it'd, it'd be Jody, yeah, used to she used to be Jody Waldrop. Now she has a new last name. Yes, and she told me that Red Hill doesn't win in volleyball because they need to start earlier. Well, we got, we, yes, we got that. We got that taken care of. So. <laughs> we got the junior high program in place. After this podcast, people say our podcast wasn't the reason, but we harped on it several times. Then all of a sudden, they had a junior high volleyball program, and then yeah, now I'm pushing for a fifth and sixth grade volleyball program because. It's great. We serve, but these other schools also have fifth and sixth grade teams and yeah. they do volley tots and these type yeah. of things. So we are, we're getting there, but it's, yeah. 
Yeah, and it, it, it's hard. But even though 1995 is kind of a long time ago in terms of like sports, it's a it's fairly recent. It's you know it's one of the most newer sports we have at Red Hill, and it's it's hard to catch on. Yeah, um, it's kind of the chicken the egg thing. You know, people don't want to. You don't get your best athletes out because they don't want to go get their butt kicked every night. But you're going to keep getting your butt kicked every night if your best athletes aren't playing volleyball. So yeah, it's um. So hopefully, because I yeah. since my daughter started playing volleyball in fifth grade, I've turned into a big volleyball fan myself. It used to honestly be one of my least favorite sports, but now it's like one of my favorite. It's sports fun to watch. watch, really fun. It to is, watch. and um, so yeah, definitely one of my favorites. And it's just uh, yeah, when you actually care like the, about the teams and who's out there, it's a uh, it's very nerve. I mean, it gets the nerves yeah. going when you're watching it. So, mm-hmm. yep, Brian. Hey, real quick, just want to talk about banking, and if you want a bank that cares about your community. One of Vinny's favorite people, Stacy Moore and his team at People's State Bank are just the folks you need to go see. They've got convenient branches in Sumner, St. Francisville, Lawrenceville, and Bridgeport to take care of all your financial needs. So go in and see the folks at People's State Bank. So Vinny, a lot of uh, you know, a lot of people you know you maybe went to school with maybe not maybe not know where you went you know after you know after you got back to brazil but you actually after you got done with you know college in brazil you you came back to the united states um in new haven connecticut and went to school tell us about that oh wow i didn't know about this after i left bridgeport the first time i had some conversations with people was in in 96 because i was in atlanta for the olympics okay all right and there was a phone there that I could use, and I called a lot of people. Oh. <laughs> yeah, in Do you remember some of the people you called? Oh, Coach Evans for sure. <laughs> yeah. Danny. Kelly Tucker. Maybe I don't. I don't know. <laughs> but I remember I caught up and I asked them a lot of questions. It was fun. <laughs> that's great. And then my brother. That's how I got back to the states later on in my life. I was here in Brazil going to college, and my brother was going to school in Massachusetts. Okay. And playing soccer, and he was doing well in soccer in high school. And your, soccer. And your brother, uh, how how much younger? How much younger than you? Three years. Three, Three years. Okay. He was born in '79. Okay. Okay. And then he liked it, and uh, he went to high school there for two years in Massachusetts, and then he decided to go to college in the U.S. and play soccer. My brother wasn't that talented in soccer, but he could walk on. Okay. He wouldn't get a scholarship, but he could walk on. He walked on the team at Southern Methodist University. Yep. Okay. Division one soccer powerhouse. Yeah. They, they they finished second once for the national championship. They lost in the title game. My brother didn't start. He didn't get any scholarship money. He didn't travel with the team, but he was part of the roster. And he was friends with some of the best players in, on that team. Mm. And I was always a little better than my brother in soccer. I, I, I was a better soccer player than my brother. W- they came to Rio once for Carnival or New Year's or something, and I played some pickup games with those guys. And those guys, they were better than I was, but they were playing for like a Division One top school. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and if those guys are the best of the best, maybe I can try. 
I can play. I can play for some Division two school or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scholarship money for Division two, and I wanted to go to grad school because I went to school for journalism. You don't learn much. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to get my MBA. And so after I saw these guys playing here, I was like, I'm going to give it a try. And then I started, there was email already. I started emailing a bunch of coaches saying that I, that I was from Brazil, that I want to go to grad school, and that I was willing to go for a tryout if they want to let me try out. And like five or six guys gave me a shot. And then I took on, a, I jumped on the plane, went to New England. I, wanted, I, I ended up in Connecticut because of ESPN. Oh yeah, it was Bristol. Yeah, and okay. I had a dream of working for ESPN. So in the end, I wanted to be close to ESPN, and then I ended up getting a scholarship at the University of New Haven to play Division Two soccer. That's how I got back to the states. Oh, okay, and when I got there, the school also had a, they dropped the team already, but the school had a men's volleyball team. And I, I played libero. It was, it was it, in the end, I, I was way more successful in volleyball than in soccer. In I was going to say, I thought you played. I thought you played volleyball there. That's. I was like, oh, I must have misremembered that. But okay, so you did both. I, I was on a soccer yeah. scholarship, and I, but I did a lot better in volleyball. Okay, anyway. awesome, awesome. Soccer. Uh, I soccer think that's. I think that's when I. This is about what two thousand. 2006 2002 i went there 2002 I was 26 i was 26 okay we we've i reconnected with you probably on myspace i'm guessing probably probably, two, probably 2006 uh, somewhere somewhere around in there something like that i i can't remember if you're back in brazil or if you were still in connecticut at no, I think when I had my when i started with myspace i was in the states already i still okay. i was still in the states and then let me tell you guys, my dream was to work for ESPN. I tried and I tried. Oh, really? ESPN Deportes called me once and started talking to me in Spanish. I tried to answer in Spanish, and the guy was like, I'm sorry, you don't speak Spanish at all. <laughs> oh, no. And then, oh, uh, no. Tried out for like regular ESPN, and the quizzes they had were crazy. Who was like the fifth best assist leader in 1993? Oh no, kidding! Conference. Yeah, <laughs> it was insane. Wow. They were before Google, I think. So they wanted Google guys. Yeah. For them, wow. it didn't work. I ended up at MTV. I worked for MTV in New York. Oh, did you really? Right. Wow. What'd you do? Yeah. First, I was an, uh, an, an intern. I had a lot of experience here in Brazil already. And then I graduated and I did an internship as a PA, like a production assistant. And then I was hired as an accountant. Because when you graduate from college in the States, you get one year of practical training. You can work legally. Mm. And then I worked as an accountant. Gotcha. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was fun. I bet. MTV yeah, was back then. It had TRL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. 
That's great. He, he, he was very good on my resume when I came back to Brazil. Oh, sure. Huh. Interesting. So you made it, uh, you did make it back to Bridgeport as of, we talked about a little bit, uh, in 2018. Yeah. Kind of a weird, what a night you came kind, back kind of to a board. weird whirlwind evening, <laughs> kind of blew in the town and you were gone the next morning, but, uh, yeah. talk, talk about that, that game. Did you expect to, uh, did you expect to see the only game that's ever been forfeited at Red Hill at, at halftime? I, <laughs> I remember you, Dave, you was telling me like, nah, Vinny, you're not going to you're not going to enjoy it. It's going to be too easy. Let him do it. That's right. Yep. That's great. Uh, after, so they, after they ran away from us, Tracy Gray came to me. Vinny, I'm sorry this happened. I'm, no, no, I loved it. <laughs> so for, yeah, our, so for our listeners uh, that, that don't know what we're talking about, that was the game that uh, Lawrenceville was short. They were, they were undermanned coming in. A lot of injuries. I think they only started the game with, what, 12 players, I think. Yeah, and and they were 70, banged up. 70 to nothing, 70 to nothing at halftime. And yeah, I mean Red Hills Red Hills running dives that are going. I was gonna say Red Red Hill was not running up the score. It was a. Uh, I think they scored three. I think they scored three straight touchdowns on Lawrenceville fumbles. Uh, like defensive yeah. touchdown. I mean, it was just it was out of it hand. It was just so, it was one of the. Just, I'd never heard of that happening, but it was yeah, if there ever was, was a time that was probably was right. It was the right thing to do. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah, I was listening to that one live on Waco that night. That was a that was, knowing Vinny was going to be at the game. That added, you know, and we were really good that year too. So that added. Um, it was definitely one I wanted to listen to live. But sorry to make it down me, to that game. Me, Vinny, Kelly Tucker, Dan Sinescu, and Shane Wilson made it to the port. And then uh, the crew. Me, me and me and Tucker and Vinny then went, went over to hit the bars in Vincent. So. <laughs> What a night. What yeah. a night, yeah. I'm, and I'm going to tell you guys something personal about that day. You know, I was always – I always had a dream of going back to Bridgeport. I wanted to see Coach Evans coach before he retired. It never happened. But I always wanted to go. And then I had a chance. I was in New York. I was like, I'm going to go this time. I'm going to catch a flight to Indianapolis. Yeah. Rent a car. And then I'm going to go drive to Bridgeport. While I was driving – now, what came through my mind was, what am I doing here? Am I crazy? I'm going to get there. Am I going to say hi, hi, hi? I'm going to watch the game, and then I'm going to go home. <sighs> I felt weird doing this. Yeah, right. <laughs> Once I got there to the game and I met everybody, it was like I had never left. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's the that's cool great. thing about small town and yep. high school football. It doesn't happen that much. Yeah. If I go well, back, to, if I go back to my college in Connecticut, which I loved, it's not going to be the same thing. I'm not going to know anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show up. Maybe I'll know the athletic director. She's going to say hi, Vinny. Hi, hi. Yeah, it's going to be different. That's great. Well, you're welcome here anytime. You, For you sure. Got a place to stay if you do so. So. And I love to see Drew Moore running. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he was good. He, he, was, a, he ran he a lot good, that night. He sure did. He had a. He was a good runner, and he had a hell of an offensive line. Yeah, uh, bulldozing, bulldozing people out of the way for him too. It was a he had basically the best of both worlds there. But uh, well, Vinny, it was absolutely fantastic. Oh yeah, it was great. Yeah, 
It was great catching up, Vinny. We we, yeah. we thank you so much for. I thought it was I wasn't gonna be. I I wasn't gonna have too much to say, but in the end, it was fine. That, oh, absolutely! Yeah, this is awesome. You know how many times we say, "Oh, it's a, it's gonna be a quick ten minute, <laughs> ten minute intro, thirty minute show. We're in and out, and then three hours later, we're still sitting here talking." <laughs> Well, Vinny, thanks so much. It was yes. great catching up with you. Thank you, you very and much. That was bad, oh, yeah. better than I could even have hoped for. Yeah, that was, yeah, that say was something great. about Gary here. That uh, Gary was a leader, maybe because he had an older brother, Brian. He was mature beyond his age. I think it was probably because of me. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> Coach, Coach Evans had the ultimate respect for Gary. He wanted us to follow Gary's footsteps. And I remember when the indianapolis coach kicker got in trouble with peyton manning mike vanderjack yeah peyton manning said like hey you're okay but you're only a kicker that was gary letting me know like no. Yeah, uh, I did it before Peyton and Mount Carmel, right? <laughs> well, thanks again, Vinny. I hope everyone enjoys yeah. this. One of Red Hills, probably yeah. greatest international fan by far. But we appreciate you, Vinny. Uh, uh, well, we hope to see you sometime soon at Red Hill for a little reunion. That'd be yeah. great. All right, right guys. Thanks Take for care, Vinny. Thanks, Thank Vinny. You, Vinny. All right, that was a fantastic interview with Vinny. It was good to have him on. What a fascinating life he's he's lived with the, the not only a foreign exchange student living in Rio back back in Brazil now, but my goodness, he worked at MTV and and yeah, his dad that's... was with the Olympics. Like really cool story. <laughs> Played college soccer and volleyball. I mean, it's pretty extraordinary. And what an impact, you know. That's a, he made it. Red Hill made such a huge impact on him. For a guy that was here for what three months, four months probably total, to still yeah. love it the way he does, and mm-hmm. we still know him, and he stays in contact. It's just yeah. pretty cool. And I was very excited to have well, him on. And and I was uh, more than obviously any other episode we've probably ever done. I was just a listener tonight because I didn't know Vinny at all, other than the Facebook presence and the fact he was the kicker on your team. I mean, I just didn't know him at all. And I thought I, I, I was really fascinated by his story and, and his, just his excitement still for Red Hill was, is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I, I thought he'd be perfect for this because he loves this old school stuff. And it just four or five months here in the United States. And it just shows the impact of Red Hill. So it's, not just us in our veins. It can get anyone's veins, and it yeah, definitely. When he was here, well, and and if you Google um, his name, um, as I'm sure you guys probably did, he's not the Brazilian professional footballer that plays for the Japanese FC Makita. Um, there is another oh, wow. Vin- Vinicius Araujo in uh, in Brazil that's very very popular. So okay, well, all right, guys, um, that's another episode of the Old School Red Hill Podcast. Good good to do another interview. It's been a while. So, on behalf of our sponsors, Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport, People's State Bank, Tyler Griffin's Pizza House, and of course, Andrew's Insurance Agency, this has been the Old School Red Hill Podcast, which is written, directed, and produced by Chip Jamerson, David King, Gary Emmons, and I am Brian Emmons. And don't forget... Every couple of weeks, we'll have new episodes, but go back. If you haven't listened, Gary talked to, uh, I think you mentioned it on the pod there. He talked to Harold Tucker this week, yes. and, and and he wasn't sure. He, he's not a podcast listener, and 
If you know somebody that you think would be interested in this podcast, ask them if they know how to download or or, uh, listen to a podcast. If they don't, show them where Old School Red Hill is. We'd appreciate it. And and, uh, I think hopefully they will enjoy it as much as we enjoy doing it. So on behalf of those guys, I'm Brian Emmons, and we are Red Hill. Let's go white.